think people have come to this realization that all the data in the world does not help you if it's not focused, it doesn't help you solve specific problems, and if it doesn't guide you through that data in a way that's going to be really easy for people to understand. Welcome to Second Opinions, a HealthStream podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weeks. Join me as I talk to some of the preeminent thought leaders and experts working in healthcare today. In these candid interviews, we're going to hear some alternative views. We're definitely going to challenge conventional wisdom, and we're going to get a little personal. But we are looking for second opinions. Join us. Today we're talking with Zach Gimignani, the CEO of Juice Analytics. Zach and his brother Chris founded the company in 2005 when they saw a problem in the marketplace. Organizations were working hard to analyze and disseminate data, but they were not delivering the last mile in data visualization, where data can be turned into action. For the past several years, Zach and the team at Juice have been working with HealthStream to make our customers' data more accessible and easy to understand so that they can make better decisions. These outcomes applications use customers' own results and provide comparisons to HealthStream's extensive national database. We're speaking with Zach at his office in downtown Nashville. Zach, welcome to the program. I am glad to be here, Brad. So let's get right to it. Tell our listeners about your background and company and what specifically led you and Chris to start Juice Analytics. My background was in management consulting. So I had worked across a lot of different industries, and actually the company that I had worked with most recently before starting Juice was AOL. I was working in their reporting and analytics group. My brother is more technical than I am, and he had a lot of statistical background and working with data and, and development. We wanted to work together, but we also saw that we had this shared interest in data and analytics. And really, as we got the company started, we found that the thing we got passionate about was how data was communicated and how data was visualized. We're going to get into a little bit more specifics about this later, but what can you tell our listeners about how Juice and HealthStream are working together? So Juice and HealthStream have a relationship that's been going on for about four years when HealthStream invested in Juice and became a strategic partner. What we do together really is help take the data that HealthStream has in partnership with their clients and build these outcome applications that you mentioned. We really look for priorities that health systems have with their data and they want to make smarter decisions. And we build analytical tools that we can give to people who are working in those organizations to make more well-informed decisions using the data that HealthStream is already collecting. Zach, you've said that the best data in the world is useless if the everyday decision maker can't understand and interact with it. Now, we all know there's no shortage of data in the healthcare market. How does your company help solve this problem? Juice has been focused on what we call the last mile problem. Companies in healthcare and in every industry that we've run into have invested a lot in gathering data for a long time. We've all heard about big data. We've all seen the data warehouse projects that go on and on. And all those investments are the foundation on which you can start to build an organization that is data-driven or build data products or the types of things we create. But a lot of companies struggle in getting stuck at that first phase of gathering the data, 
but not really knowing how they can transform that data into something valuable. And from our perspective, if the data doesn't get into the hands of everyday decision makers, the people who are on the front lines of your organization who are making choices all the time, that could be administrators or physicians or nurses, then all that gathering of data is essentially wasted. So that's the kind of leap when we talk about the last mile that we're trying to help people overcome is to say, how can we take all that data that you might have in your organization, package it up in a form, and that for us is an interactive web-based application, and deliver that to that group of people, that everyday frontline decision maker, often those people are not analysts, they're not people who spend a lot of time with data, and you got to be able to deliver it in a way that's going to be really easy for them to understand. Understand, importantly, what action they should take based on what they're seeing. So that's, that's a really important part of the last mile is to say, you want to help people make the connections between what insights or analysis they're seeing in the data to what they should actually do about it. And a real focus for us over time, trying to lead that type of non-analytical person to be able to view and explore data in a way that's going to be very obvious what action they should take to achieve a better outcome for their organization. So it sounds like that's the difference then. There are a whole host of reporting uh, systems out there that are probably interesting, but maybe not useful in your eyes. And the key to making them useful is what? Well, that's, that's exactly right. So there are a lot of ways you visualize data, there are a lot of dashboards, there's a lot of analytical tools. We like to focus on building what we call data stories. We create, walk people through the way a story does, narrative flow, walk people through that data so they can go along for a journey as they explore the data to understand what they should do about it. That's really a big piece of what differentiates what we do from all the other tools that might exist out there. We have this phrase around Juice where we, we will often talk about people first. So we, we are thinking about that end user, their job, how busy they are, how comfortable they are with data. If you start from your audience and you start from thinking about how you can help those people be successful in their job, you're going to build a better way of exploring, of giving people data and giving them access to it that's going to be a lot more intuitive and digestible for them. Zach, let's talk more about your relationship and your company's relationship with HealthStream. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you've partnered with HealthStream on developing what are called outcomes applications. Tell us more about what those are and what purpose they serve. HealthStream has made a real commitment to helping health systems solve their most important talent and workforce challenges. And HealthStream has a lot of training resources and capabilities and products that can help the health system accomplish that. But often there's an opportunity to bring data to bear to help users of those products be smarter and more informed in how they use training or other technologies that HealthStream can provide. So we essentially have teamed up with HealthStream on these outcome applications to take important areas that a health system cares about as it relates to their workforce. So employee engagement is one that I know you're interested in, or turnover or safety training. These are things that are important issues for health systems, but we want to make sure that we can help them tackle those problems in the smartest possible way. And that's where our outcomes applications come in. Zach, you mentioned turnover as one of the outcomes 
that the healthcare customer is focused on. What are ways that Juice Analytics is addressing that problem and helping organizations um, improve their turnover outcomes? This is an area that's very interesting to us, and we've built a workforce analytics application for HR leaders in health systems that focuses on a lot of different areas of managing your workforce, but turnover is a really critical part of that. The challenge, if you're an HR leader, you have access to your HR system, certainly, and all the data exists there, and you may be getting some reports out of that system. But the thing that we've heard over and over again from that audience is that they struggle to get the big picture view of how they're doing as an organization across their workforce and where are their turnover challenges and and what can they do about it, as well as a whole bunch of other measures of their workforce that they want to understand, the tenure or the experience level, the span of control across organizations. So the solution that we have put together in partnership with HealthStream is a workforce analytics tool that gives HR leaders a visibility across their organization. The analogy that we like to use is that it's a Google Maps for your organization. In the same way that with Google Maps, you can look across a whole region and see the big picture and understand the geography, but also be able to zoom in to a very specific area. We wanted to give people that same sense that they could see their whole organization and then zoom into specific trouble spots. We can look overall, how are you doing on turnover? How is turnover trending? We all know that turnover is incredibly expensive for uh, healthcare organizations. Nurse turnover is critical. So we want to give people that, that overall view and see how they compare to other organizations. But really, you also want the ability to be able to drill into that and find where are my turnover problems the most severe and which managers in my organization are correlated with the highest turnover rate. Often turnover is something that is driven by the management structure or or individual managers. The solution that we've created allows us to have that visibility and the ability to drill in, find those trouble spots, identify what the cause of that turnover might be so that you can take action on that data. So bad managers should be aware of that app. Watch out, bad managers. (laughs) (laughs) There are many applications that your company has built in conjunction with HealthStream, and one of the most widely adopted is called KnowledgeQ. What do you think makes KnowledgeQ so interesting and so useful to the healthcare customer? So KnowledgeQ is an analytical application focused on the annual mandatory training that occurs in health systems. It's a core piece of training that everyone does. So what we asked ourselves and worked with HealthStream on was how could we deliver information and intelligence around that training that would ensure that people did it better, had better outcomes, and and felt like they could deliver that training more efficiently. So there are a few different core features in the Knowledge Queue application that are about achieving that goal. The first one is to provide a visibility for administrators at hospitals to understand who has taken the classes that they're supposed to take and identify those situations where people have not taken it. So there's a compliance aspect to Knowledge Queue that is critical. We also wanted to bring a perspective on the knowledge of your workforce because we felt like 
understanding how knowledgeable people were in particular compared to other health systems would be a really valuable thing. So HealthStream is in a very unique situation where they have the ability to benchmark across thousands of other hospitals. So we can look at any individual hospital's workforce, understand their knowledge for this type of training, and then compare it to everybody else or to compare it to other health systems that are in similar geographies. And that way you understand where do you stand in terms of your knowledge relative to others like you and also relative to your goals. So a nice feature in KnowledgeQ is you can set goals for your workforce and then see how you're progressing towards those goals. So that touches on how are you doing in terms of what people have absorbed in, in the training. And also it allows you to drill deeply into that information and understand are there groups of people who are struggling as well. The third element is this concept of giving people tools to most efficiently deliver the training that they know they have to deliver, but there are always lots of choices that you have when you're delivering training. And that can involve what exact courses you're delivering to what people, at, at what frequency. Sometimes there are groups of people in your organization who have a ton of experience and year after year have aced the tests on this type of training. Do you really feel like it's important to give them every piece of coursework or is it possible that you could just have very targeted pieces of coursework for those types of people. So making efficient decisions while also maintaining your overall knowledge level of your organization, we want to give people the tools to make those types of informed decisions, and that's what KnowledgeQ does. You and Chris have published a book called Data Fluency. What can you tell our listeners about it, and what led you to write that book? The genesis of the book really goes back over 10 years when my brother and I decided that one of the key things we wanted to do at Juice was to share our knowledge as best we could and, and do that through blogging. So for a number of years, we really committed ourselves to taking the things we were learning with our clients, turning those into blog posts that we could share with our audience. So we built up an audience over time uh, talking about data visualization and data communication and all the things we've been talking about here today. And so a few years ago, we got contacted by Wiley, one of the publishers of these types of business and technical books. And they wanted to see if we could put together a book about data and data visualization. And we felt like the best thing we could do the, the, would be to try to put together something that didn't just talk about how to visualize data, how to build dashboards. We certainly had a lot of experience in that area. We sort of wanted to be more ambitious than that in a way. We wanted to see if we could give people a guide to think about how to bring data fluency across their organization. And when we talk about data fluency, we really mean helping people more effectively communicate with data to achieve the kind of data-driven decision-making that we've been talking about here today. So we created this framework as part of our book that really touches on everything from how do you create a culture across your organization of communicating with data and being data-driven to covering individual skills. If you want to put together a report or share data with your colleagues, what are the best ways to do that? How do you tell data stories? How do you have an impact sharing data? We looked at both 
creating views of data in ways that would be useful to the skills in even consuming data. What does it take to be a good consumer and being able to understand what you're seeing when you're looking at data? We feel like it, it provided kind of a holistic view of how to transform your organization and yourself to be more data fluent. It was published a couple years ago, and we've had a great response to this book since then. Zach, what are some of the design principles that define how Juice builds its technology products? And what are the most important factors to consider when someone wants to tell a story with data? This is an area we certainly have a point of view. We feel like there are a few different things that are, that are important skills that I think some people struggle with when they are putting together, if you think of sharing an Excel spreadsheet or putting together a, a PowerPoint document with a lot of data, building dashboards that are going to be the way you look at things. And we feel like in a lot of ways that kind of data communication is broken. And so when you receive an Excel spreadsheet in your inbox, it's kind of the last thing you want to open up. <laughs> so data stories and thinking differently about how you communicate data is what we feel very strongly about. There are a set of guiding principles that we bring to that. One is it's important to bring a message and bring a point of view to the data. The data cannot speak for itself. You don't want to just throw data at someone else and expect them to figure out what it means. So that point of view is critical. The other thing that we talk about all the time is thinking about your audience, thinking about uh, what their job is and what actions they can take. Uh, I think that it can be easy, again, to kind of throw data at a bunch of people and just leave it up to them to sort it out. We feel like if you can, if you can have that empathy of, of the end user of your data and what levers they have in their job to make change, then you can deliver data that's going to be useful to them. When we talk about data stories, the third principle that I would think about is, is trying to create a guided path through the data. So often those dashboards and those Excel spreadsheets that we all know, there's no sense of where should I start and where is this leading and what is the endpoint. We feel like it's a lot more useful if we can find a step-by-step -step way for people to walk their way through that data in a logical flow that's going to get them to some important endpoints. Which really leads me to the fourth principle is that we want to think about what are the actions that you're trying to lead people to? So ask yourself the question, what data, if I delivered it in the right way, would help someone make a smarter decision? What decisions do, does that audience have in front of them that you can influence? And then the last thing that, that we think a lot about is the idea of data and analysis as a kind of social phenomenon that it's very rare that someone is just working with data on their own. Most often, people are working together in groups and, and talking about it and collaborating, and some people have some perspective or context on the data that's going to be useful. So you want to think about how can you deliver that information in a way that people can collaborate, discuss, bring their own knowledge into it, and hopefully out of that kind of human discussion, you're going to make some better decisions. So the data itself is really just one ingredient if you're trying to get to smarter decisions, the data is one ingredient, but the people who are involved in their perspective and knowledge is a critical ingredient that I think a lot of tools leave out, and we want to bring that back into the equation. How do you see data analytics and visualization evolving 
over the next, say, 10 years, specifically within healthcare? Certainly the concepts that I've been talking about around data storytelling, we feel like are really important. I think people have come to this realization that all the data in the world does not help you if it's not focused, it doesn't help you solve specific problems, and if it doesn't guide you through that data in a way that's going to be really easy for people to understand. We'll often talk about the applications that people have on their phones as a good analogy for the data applications that we create. The applications on your phone are very targeted. It has a real clear purpose and, and it helps you solve something. So if, if you want to get directions, you go to your map app. If you want to understand your calendar or what, what you have coming up next, you look at your calendar app. And in the same way, we feel like analytics needs to move in this direction of being very clear on what it's helping you achieve. That's what data storytelling and the things that we do accomplish. Now, I think we're in this phase where people are just starting to get comfortable with using data to guide their decision making. One of the things that we talk about is that the best kind of data application would be a to-do list that just tells you what you should do. So forget the data visualization, the exploration of data, all that stuff that we do in some ways. Wouldn't it be better if you just opened up an application that said, here are the three actions you should take based on all this data that's under the hood. Now it's gonna take a while for people to build up the comfort to understand those are the best three actions that I should take. And I have some trust in this, in this data and the system that that's what I wanna do. But I think that's where we're gonna to get to is things, is analytics that is built into your workflow in such a way that it helps guide and inform your actions, where you don't even feel like you're interacting with data. It's just providing you useful guidance as you go along. So I think that ties into real-time data, mobile data, delivery of alerts. I think we'll see more and more analytics moves away from the kind of heavy dashboards and self-service business intelligence tools towards much more lightweight things that are almost embedded into the way people work on a day-to-day -day basis. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about what we've talked about today by visiting our website at healthstream.com slash podcast. For more Second Opinions, follow us on Facebook and Twitter or subscribe on our website.